Thank you for joining us on this week's Let Me Sip episode. Joined by Yuzi, Desiree Henry. Elds. Sean. Lovely. First topic or thing to discuss. Guys, when your kids get to the age of, say... 17, when they can work, 17, 18. If they're still living at home, haven't gone to university and all that kind of stuff from 17 up, as a parent, do you expect or want them to pay rent or they can just continue to live at home free of charge or it's not a big deal? (sighs) What do you think? As a parent, I mean, I'm not a parent yet, but I feel like culturally... I don't think I would expect my children to pay rent mm-hmm. um, only because I was brought up that way. And I feel like I would more so encourage them to like save their money. Mm. Um, and I guess, I don't know, so that they can invest in something later on as opposed to like contributing to the rent. Because I, f- I would still feel like I'd want to, um, I guess, provide for them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I still feel like, yeah. Is oh, that like an age maybe? Like, even if they're 30 and still living at home, you're okay to for them to not contribute in a way? Yeah, I actually am. Um, as long as they're at home and they're planning on maybe saving up for a house. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather they use that money to save up for a house or something as opposed to um, yeah, paying rent at home to me. Fair enough. Yeah. If they want to live with me forever, <laughs> then we can talk about that, you know? Okay. Yeah. All right. What do you guys think? Yeah, for me, um, I I have similar feelings to what Yuzi said. Um, I would say culturally and the way I've been brought up, um, expectations of that contributing to a rent or, in my case, mortgage, wouldn't be there mm. because I would still see that's my ch- my children and I wouldn't see that it's my responsibility. Like the house is mine. Mm. It's a family home, but it's the house is mine as parents until I pass it on. Mm. And so the burden on in that sense is mine to pay off with my partner and obviously as a family and in that sense um i would want my kids to be saving learning from what we're doing and and saving their monies to be able to do this as well for their own kids Mm -hmm. so at any stage because obviously in this kind of climate um definitely right now there's a lot of uncertainty so when you come home that needs to be like a safe place where you know that there's some sort some level of protection from what the rest of the world kind of has. So if you're in a troubled position, you can come home knowing that there's not going to be that burden of mm. this, that, and the other. But at the same time, part of being part of that household, that home, is pulling your weight in other ways. How so would it, they pull their weight? So even when you, from a young child, like in my house, for example, there'll be chores for you to do. There'll be things, to, the contributions you make. Yeah. And obviously as you elevate, as you work and all them kind of things, they may escalate. They may You may take on more um, voluntary rons- responsibility to um, contribute to um, recognize one the fact that you should maybe be doing your own thing and providing for yourself mm-hmm. and in that way maybe you're contributing to the other household bills or other things not necessarily um, um, compulsorily but um, part of you knowing that you're part of an adult in a household is now to step up your game and make sure that either you're maybe you're, you're um, providing a car and obviously transport for the family or you're 
providing groceries, whatever it is, whatever you can do in that way, which is distinctly for me different to being held responsible for the upkeep of the house mm. per se as a, say, part of like a rent thing or, or mortgage, whatever mm. it is. So, mm. yeah, that's my view kind of thing. All right. Sean? Um, I feel like it depends the age, depends what type of person they are. Because there might just be a kid who, uh, there might be a type of child who is just naturally good at saving Mm-hmm. Right, so you might not need to install certain things, but if if you need to, if you need to install certain, I guess like characteristics, like just knowing how to take care of your money and whatnot, you might end up maybe setting up a like they maybe put a hundred pounds out of whatever they're doing, maybe to savings or maybe it's a groceries or well, not necessarily to do with like the rent or whatnot, but mm-hmm. just some sort of just building um, or just learning how to take care of. Or or use your money wisely, so that probably will be the only thing. It's not, you know, set on just rent. But I mean, when you get to a certain age, I'm not really going to be encouraging you to be at the yard. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, say if you see them not putting money to the side, and it's just like they are making no effort to leave the house, just spend the money. I don't know on designer stuff, jewelry, all that kind of stuff. Will you say something as a parent, or you're just like, that's my like baby, that, just know, let him like do whatever. That's like the end bit. How did they even get there in the first place? Do you know what I mean, obviously you're, you're raising your child, so how did they get, get that mindset to feel like they, you know, they can just waste money like that? Maybe because, I don't know. Influence from school yeah. and like other people. But I feel like you were brought up properly. Because, you know, there's a difference be- between parents being in the house and actually like raising your children. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like if you're brought up properly, you will understand that, like, yeah, you can do those things. Don't get me wrong, you can make mistakes as a child. But get to a certain age you can't be making them same mistakes no more but say for example say you've raised them as best you can and all that and then they go uni and then uh. you pick up bad habits over three years living with people that maybe live like that as well and then they're coming back in some degree as a different person because they're an <coughs> older they're an older adult mm-hmm. they feel in some way they can do what they want and obviously it's still your house in that way but you're there's only so much you're teaching and you're kind of that um, tutelage can do for them I, I would feel like I didn't raise them well but then you're still stuck in a situation where you no, feel I, that way. No, yeah, facts. Yeah. But I would feel like I didn't raise them well because if you can, if I've been raising you since you were, you know, an infant mm-hmm. up until, and you're telling me the three years of your, your life has changed everything I've taught it's you. True, it's true. Then I haven't done my job. I mean, and then at that point, it's like, it's going to be a certain age where you're going to have to be kicked out of the yard. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. You're not going to be at home anymore. Just long. Yeah, I think... Um, in terms of the whole saving stuff, mm. you're never going to know what someone's actually doing with their money. True. Um, unless you're really involved. Yeah, unless somehow. you're really involved. Like, you'll never really know. It depends, but it depends what it is. Yeah, it, it depends how you're setting up, though. Yeah. If you direct them into, like, saving plans or, like, funds or something like that, then you know that at least this thing will mature to a decent degree. So at least if this is secured and they give you, like, that 100 or whatever else, then whatever else they do with their money, that's their business. Mm. But at least something will bring them some sort of kind of... But so yeah. what are you saying that like you'd know how much is going to the fund? No, most what? people I'm saying that like, don't have access maybe to that kind of savings. Mm-hmm. But there are savings where you can actually just set up, help them set up the the fund and b- become a member or whatever, a contributor to that. Mm-hmm. And then knowing obviously part of that fund is obligations to continue payments. So you would still know if something's gone wrong or something like oh, that. Yeah, you know when, sorry, go on. No, no. So if you had that at least, then that's a proportion of whatever they'll be making. And at least that's secure for now. It's not going to get touched. It's not going to get um, dipped into. So mm-hmm. whatever else they do on the side, whatever else they're doing with their money, 
at least in the back of your head, something's there for them to start something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. I was just gonna say, like, you know how a lot of like African parents give like their children pocket money and all that. They say they mm-hmm. were saving, I don't know, sixty percent of it, mm-hmm. right? Whatever they want to do with the forty percent, that's kind of mm-hmm. up to them if they want to go and buy sweets or shoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But obviously, they're saving sixty. So over a period of time, that sixty is gonna accumulate, and then you know, it'll be a. Now this is not me assuming that people are not saving. Yeah. I'm just saying, as a parent, how would you actually know whether mm-hmm. your child is saving? Especially, especially where you're using an example of like pocket money. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I meant to know that actually? You know, I'm putting sixty pounds out of the hundred. You know what I mean? Do you, you wouldn't put it into like an account? So huh? let's say they, you give them the pocket money, right? And they know that you know what, yeah, that's the jar you're gonna put your money into. For example, or a piggy bank, or whatever. Depending on what, what age they're in, they put the money in there, and over time, obviously, it's just gonna grow. And but say if it doesn't grow and you're just like, well, it wait a grow, minute. Though. Because let's say you've got a piggy bank here. You can't get it up unless you smash it. Let's say mm. the child is mm. 10 years old or 11, right? Start te- teaching them from young. And then the 40% that they keep to do whatever they want to do, they do. But obviously the 60% and they put into that. And over but the I've years. been in my piggy bank a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> well, that lie. means yours could open though. What if you get the one you have to <laughs> smash? <laughs> <laughs> wait, That's so wait. Are we going under the assumption that I'm saying that... Yep. Um, there's an agreement between the child and parent that yeah, it sounds like we're micromanaging yeah. to some degree. I'm, yeah, because I'm not talking about that. Mm. I'm talking about the fact that um, if you live under your parents, yeah, yeah, and you're getting some sort of income, yeah, unless you have this agreement that we're all kind of yeah, like yeah. assuming. So what age are you talking about, by the way? Pardon? What age are you talking about? Um, any any, any age. age from time you can work, yeah, okay, like okay, okay. henceforth. Um, yeah, I'm going by the. Assumption there's no agreement, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm basically asking as a parent, you're not going to know uh, yeah, what they're going know. to do with their money, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so, what <laughs> as in what's your limit in that sense? Like, how would you know whether someone's actually spending wisely or putting money away and all that kind of stuff? Because right now, my parents wouldn't technically know whether I'm saving or not, mm. you understand what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, they can ask, I can say whatever. But they wouldn't actually know. But wouldn't yeah, it depend on if not. you're asking them for money? Because if you're patting and you don't ask them for money, then you can pretty much do whatever you, you're doing. There's certain things you can get from that. Um, obviously, sustaining yourself and being independent, they can see that from a lo- um, young age, and obviously they trust you. But then again, it's just trust. Like you can get into financial difficulties and obviously and be sleeping on debt. Mm. And you've got mm. credit cards up to your I'm head, sure. but you're still acting the same way. So. in that position, boy. But who? <laughs> Me. Oh, so oh. yeah. So these situations, that's what I'm trying to say, you will never know. Like, you can only go on the assumption that, yeah, you trust your kids, yeah, you've done your best to teach them what things are important, and you hope that they've continued. But obviously, like, many people are doing different things. So. Can I ask how your guys' parents helped you? Is it something that you figured out by yourself? Or did your yeah. parents do some of these things that um, we've spoken about, such as, like, telling you to put money away to the side from early and all that kind of stuff? Because I'll be honest, my parents didn't. It was yeah, just my like, parents didn't either. To be honest, I, I just... Feel, yeah, I feel like it was just a... It was just how I was. Only because I... Um, <laughs> I was always very independent. So I always yeah. wanted to be able to cater to myself and, and do what I wanted. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I was very strong-headed. Yeah. So, like, just knowing that... I feel like when someone gives you money they have power over you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like i used to hate when i'd ask um my parents for something oh i really like this top i really like this and they're, they're asking me oh why why do you yeah, need yeah. it do you need it you already have this or it used to aggravate me it used mm-hmm. to make me feel so uncomfortable so i was just like i'd rather save whatever i can and have enough money mm-hmm. and this started from when i was really young yeah. so this is back in flipping 
you know when you have your birthdays and people will be putting ten pounds, twenty pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I'll keep that one very well under my pillow and all that stuff. And then um, as I got older, like I always um, had like a target of how much I'd want to have, like by I don't know the end of the year or something mm-hmm. like that. So like even when I was in year six, I was just like. Yeah, I really want to have three hundred pounds. Wow! Mm. So, but you know, I, I mean? had so friends like that. I definitely had friends yeah. that were that kind of that they were industrious from the youngest of ages. Whether mm-hmm. it was selling like designer T-shirts that they can get for cheaper or something else, just being on that um, kind of grind. But in answer to your question, did like parents help you and all that? Um, I wouldn't say I got necessarily like a strong financial um, teaching from parents. Definitely not. What I, what I was explaining earlier about um, just building that kind of platform at home, feeling where you know, certain things are always taken care of. For example, um, whether that be from a young age, clothes and obviously um, education, anything that really um, costs money in terms of education, whether that was um, private tutoring, whether that was extra materials, whether that was other, um, sorry, courses and stuff like that, that was made available. So you never felt, oh, something in education is holding me back or I can't do something like that. There Mm -hmm. were other things that we couldn't afford and compromises were made and other stuff like that. But um, for the bare necessities, um, the things that um, you'd maybe look at someone and say that they're they're um, underprovided for, mm. the bare f- those things were never an issue type of thing. So once that platform was set, learning from people, learning from your parents and the things they're doing, you don't have to necessarily be taught this is what you need to do with that kind of stuff. I think that maybe where we're all talking about we lacked was this financial planning, which is essential for this kind of society. And I think more particularly black kids and um, um, African and and Caribbean um, kids need to be taught how to financially plan for this kind of um, world, including credit, including all these kind of savings and options Mm -hmm. and and funds like that. So, What do you think? Because I feel like, I don't know, I can't speak for anyone else's parents, but I feel like a lot of my friends' parents, including mine, they didn't have the education and well in terms of the system how the system works mm-hmm. to even pass it down to me all they told me was to just stay away from like credit cards or <laughs> yeah that's 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 yes. definitely me but there's that's no education yeah. involved yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So really then again, but in a sense here, in a sense you understand why because the risks of like these no, kind of things, these are, things are a lot worse they're good though they're very important well, that's, that's why it's important. important for the for us to be to obviously now we're older but the younger generation because that you can't really run away from these things. You need credit. No, 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 you can't. You can't. So you, you can't. And even to stay away from credit is not a good That's what I mean. Yeah. Even me, I was the same I stay away from credit. Lived with me until fairly recently, relatively in it. So um, I think it, uh, it's still living with me. I haven't yeah. done it yet. Yeah. Would well, I think there, Although there it's necessary, it's very to, necessary. To build up your credit. Yeah. yeah, I haven't done it yet. Because many of the people that you may see as rich or middle class or whatever, it's not they don't they don't they're not getting the income that maybe um is associated with those kind of things mm. but they've got the credit and they've got the um kind of um backup resources from lenders and stuff to be able to make things and then pay off eventually because they've shown over time yeah. that they are reliable and stuff and that's what this game is about a lot of it yeah. most people don't m- buy things out of their own money they always use other money and and obviously pay it back in time so yeah 100 percent. we need to be taught about that we need to be when we get to that stage where we are financially viable or know people who are knowledgeable about that we need to be spreading that uh, widespread, isn't it? Thanks. Cool. Thank you for that. What about you, Desiree? What are your views on um, living at home rent-free? Um, you know what? I feel like up to a certain age, I want my child out the house. Mm-hmm. So 
it wouldn't necessarily be contribute to rent. I feel like I would take that next step because I would really, really want them out the house to like help them pay for um, a flat or something like that. Like give them that that head start in life. Mm-hmm. And um, whether it's I'm paying for the rent and they have to contribute to like gas electric all that kind of stuff i feel like that's a good way of like giving your child responsibility because realistically it's extremely hard to buy a house you can rent a lot and this and the other but to buy and actually to own a property i would want that for my child just kind of like because i've never really had that and you just see over time that an investment such as a property and all that kind of stuff. It's a long-term investment and whether they're older and they choose to sell the flat and then they can buy somewhere else or whatever, I would just, um, yeah, I'm just really, really looking to get my kid out of the house. And so um, if I can help them. Imaginary like, kid, yeah. My imaginary. Because <laughs> <laughs> Henry class, is no. not there. <laughs> I ain't got no kids, but um, yeah, in the future, that's how I would kind of look at it. And I would hope, like, this is something that, I would have a conversation from early, like, look, this is your plan, whether you choose to go to college, university or whatever. I want you to know that when you get to a certain age, the plan isn't necessarily to come back home, but it's going to be for you to go out and live by yourself. And I just think if they know that at some point they're going to have to pay for their living, for the upkeep of a flat or something like that, I'm just hoping that that would give them a bit more motivation to reach higher in life in terms of okay well what job can I get that's going to allow me to be able to afford living by myself and all that kind of stuff without even having to say it I feel like if you're able to give them something like a flat that's already going to have them thinking um so yeah yeah I think it's so cultural this topic Mm -hmm. because obviously I I mean I don't know that many like Indians closely Mm -hmm. but I know like Indians tend to stay at home for a long time and all that kind of stuff me personally being Nigerian and um a female mm. as in I never really expected to be I've never been encouraged to I don't know move out yeah. after uni or anything mm. like that mm. as, in, as far as I'm concerned I know I'm staying there until I'm moving in with my husband after yeah. g- that kind of vibe so um yeah I think it's very cultural based it is cultural based and I feel like that's why I would want to change it up because I'm aware of it especially like being the youngest or four like I've kind of seen how my sisters have reached their goals such as moving out of the house but like our parents were real chill and just didn't really talk about it and it was like comforting in a way just for them to know that there was no pressure to move out and whatever so call me wrong for wanting to change up the routine and add a little bit of pressure to my future kid but yeah i just want them out a lot yeah i like your comments desiree definitely um particularly about showing and just by living and having Mm. showing your kids the example for something they can aspire to without having to dictate to them this is how you get here they just see the the amount of work you're putting in the the kind of um suits and whatever else you wear Mm. or whatever you're doing that shows your professionalism and they aspire through that but Mm. um just on the other point that we just picked up on um particularly um as you were saying usually a lot of um asian families do stay home and even a lot of my Nigerian friends, um, they will stay home and live with their parents, go back after uni for a while. And from some of the ones I know, that is specifically geared towards saving all costs mm-hmm. and everything so that that saving and proceeding on to buying property, either as siblings, buying a property together, having that property, then buying another one so they can have their own. Mm-hmm. And that kind of um, basically coming home to build up and out as opposed to, and obviously that can extend to inviting families, relatives to live with you so you can all kind of save costs and then 
you buy one for your friend and then you buy one for the person down the road and gradually gra- and then you've mm. seen so many of those kind of um, situations happen and particularly in certain communities in the yeah. asian communities you've seen that happen so you see it's yeah. successful so it's like without you want to get doubt. in on that without a doubt so there's benefits to both leaving early and kind of waiting around <laughs> All right, so this next bit is um, thoughts on dating outside of your race. Is it a big deal? And do you guys have a preference? Would you, would you not? Yeah. Let's start with you, Yuzi. <laughs> would you date outside your race? Mm, um, I'm not, it's not. Do you know what? I didn't mind when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Not that I even really did, to be honest. Um, but like, it wasn't something that I was specific on. Mm. But, like, I feel like I, as I've gotten older, I have... Actually, I, wait, by race, do you mean black and white? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not culture or, like, continent. Yeah, well, you can you can extend it to that if you want. But, yeah, we, we're talking, I guess, the more obvious. Actual race. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, black, white. Oh, um... Asian. Asian. Yeah. <laughs> this topic, yeah. <laughs> right, right, shed, like, shed, like, if it's, say, um, like, tribal within one nation or something like that, because that's something that people experience as well. Okay. If, if that applies. Outside my race, I mean, I have tried. Mm-hmm. Not that it's hard or anything like that, um, but I have. Um, I've gone on date uh, dates with like, you know, white males and. Um, can someone else take over? <laughs> All right, Sean, would you date outside your race? Is it a big deal? Um, I don't know. I think about this a lot. To be fair. Because I feel like I fluctuate all the time. Not in terms of my actions, but in terms of my thoughts on it. Um, Like, my actions are always like, black, I'm going to stick with black. But then I think, like, imagine if you go through, I don't know, 10 years of just trying it with black girls, Mm -hmm. right? And then for some reason it's not working. And you just happen to connect to someone who's not black. Are you going to be like, mate, like, I need to go and still keep trying with black girls? So it's like... It's almost circumstantial. I the preference would be black, mm-hmm. and I feel like I probably wouldn't even feel like I need to go or be able to set myself up to go for anyone who isn't. But then when you get to that state where you're mentally drained from trying, <laughs> <over the> <laughs> but why do you have to be mentally <laughs> drained well, in this hypothetical? Imagine if you've been dating for ten years, okay, like, and, and you still haven't people. found that. And okay. thinking like, you know what, yeah, like, what's going on? And let's say you haven't even attempted to go for outside race; it just came to you, Mm-mm. right? You might just embrace it based on it just feeling different okay. in terms of just the experience and dating. Am I thinking that oh, this is no long? I'm not really trying to be going for another 10 years dating the same type of people. So it really it really depends. But I feel like I ultimately I always be sticking with black. But then again, that's just me speaking now. Right now. Being young. When if I'm fucking 34? <laughs> well, I'm hoping that before 34, you are able to find a non-headache black woman. Yeah, ideally. <laughs> but then, you know I'm saying? You never know how God life willing. is. When you get to that age, that's why, for example, women tend to kind of like start settling or bringing down the 10 points. You might start being five or four or mm. even one. Just one, one, one thing, just financially stable. <laughs> right? And it'll be fine because it's like your eggs are drying up and all this stuff, you're getting older, so... Maybe I'm gonna feel that way when, when I'm ten years, <laughs> ten years for nothing. You know what? Yeah, this is kind of long. I must have just kind of see what's out there outside of of the dating someone who's black. So wait, so like, are you actually in dating someone out of your race to whether you're actually attracted to them or just no? But attraction, I'm attracted to everyone. I mean, I'm not attracted to a certain race. But I'm gonna say, but 
majority of the people I'm 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 attracted to. I mean, it does me personally, anyways. So I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying. Okay, go on. I actually don't. No, what's your question? You're, what do you mean? You're attracted to everyone, as in every well, race. A specific or? race that I just don't have any attraction to. Sorry, oh, there's no specific no, race. There is a specific there race is. that I just don't have any attraction to. Okay. But everyone else, okay, I have well, some no, non-disclosure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm not trying to get us locked off. Before we even started. That's why I had to skip. <laughs> yeah, but, um, so, yeah, so, but the, the ones, every, every, in terms of everybody else, then it, it's, it's fine. I mean, in terms of everyone else, then it's fine. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much it. I hear you. For me, okay, if I'm being honest, it's based on attraction for me. Mm. I just tend to be attracted to black males. That's my genuine preference. Um, I have gone on dates with people that aren't black. Mm. Um, it's not as if I didn't find them good. Lo- I found them good looking, but... I don't know, the, the chemistry and the actual attraction wasn't there for me. And I think mm. maybe it's because I feel more comfortable with people within my own race. Mm. A lot more myself, they get me. I'm not thinking um, that they're maybe trying to accommodate um, for like our difference in cultures a bit more. Mm. And by that, I mean, like, when I... You know when you go on a date with someone and then they make certain comments yeah. about you, your hair, or whatever. Like, if a black guy was like, oh, I like your hair, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think about it at all. If if a um, white guy was to be like, oh, I like your hair, mm-hmm. um, this is really cool. I'll be yeah, thinking. Yeah, really cool bit. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, do you know is, is it yours? Yeah, is like, it? do you know what I mean? It's just like... <laughs> I I now feel like I have to start explaining mm. or like, do they really understand? And yeah... I just don't feel myself as much as I do with like black males, if that makes Even sense. Even though black males can have that same, yeah, definitely. they can. But I feel like we we have the same hair. We have the same like we're we're still the same people. So you know, you can be ignorant, but we're still the same. If yeah, that makes ignorance sense. Ignorance. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying like I'm obviously, not saying that you are. like a black guy can be equally as ignorant as someone who's not. Yeah, he can, but like if I'm his preference or he likes me, then surely he appre- if he's like, Oh, I like your hair, I'm not going to get offended by it or I'm not going to think twice or three times about it. So that's my, um, my main point. Because I, I dated a white guy before and um, the first day was all right, he was really lovely and all. But then he sent me a picture of um, one Simpson character. Um, Side Bob something. Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> and like I had like when we went on the date, yeah. um, I had an afro. Oh my god. And then he said, Oh, um, you know, your hair looks like this. Oh and wow. I, uh, ha ha ha. <laughs> wow. And I was just thinking yeah, like I did like what the that's hell? A red card, so yeah. Exactly. That's, so that's this these are the kind of stuff mm. that like irritate me. But if a black guy said would you be offended? But uh, I just don't feel like a black it's, guy would yeah. say so that. Yeah, yeah, just, you'd be no. surprised. You look, they could say surprised. it, but it would come from a different place. It would I come would from a different place, man. Say. Like I wouldn't take it as you being. I don't know. I think there's an added level of ignorance. It's yeah. the ignorance mm. that would maybe lead to offence. So we're basing ignorance on skin color, yeah. because well, I, well, it's, a, it's an assumption. It's definitely an assumption. No, because if we're using the same sentence, like if we close our eyes and someone says, yeah. the same, say, says the same sentence, are we going to be offended by it? That's what I'm asking. Because if if not, this has to do with actual 
skin color. I'm just making it clear. That's all. For me, it does have to do with the skin color because I feel like people need to know their their place. You understand what I'm saying? The same way I feel like if I was to say, um, call Sean my nigger or something like that, like you receive it differently to if your white mate was to call you their nigger. Like, generally. I, I feel like I people need to know yeah. their place I in certain things. That. And there's certain um, things that you might say that just cross a boundary. I, I think it's... Like, risk that's, yeah. yeah. that's just I it. I would say so. But you're playing white devil's advocate. Um. <laughs> what about, like, you know how the people in America... You know how people in America, the people who've been brought up in, like, for example, the hood or yeah, yeah. just around black people? are brought up the same yeah. nigga, right? And the people around him know that, yo, this is one of us type of thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if that type of person says whatever they say to you, they come from, like, a comfortable, they feel, feel comfortable, feel like they're one of you, right? So if that person's saying some sort of comment to you, would you still be equally offended knowing his intention is not? That's, that's a, yeah. for me, yeah, it depends. And that's what I would say you, you said before, is it just about race and skin colour? And I said, it's quick to say it is, but it's not. It's, it's also about knowledge. So that's why I said it sounds more like an ignorant comment from someone who doesn't really know anything about mm. us mm. that is now making a comment that she thinks is he thinks is funny. Yeah. But without the whole context of why yeah, that is not, not funny. funny yeah. You know what I mean? So in that sense, but that doesn't mean to say that people who grew up um, in the hood and all this kind of thing should get passes when they say things that are offensive specifically to black people. Yeah. Because the reality is you'd never feel you're too comfortable to be offending us like yeah, that. Yeah, because you, you've never lived our experience. You would never be us. And you might be an ally at most, mm -hmm. but never be us. Like for me, there's problems with black people saying stuff like nigger and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I'm okay with that because we there is an understanding that some of them may say that it's endearment and all the rest of it. But the reality is, I would rather, and I would definitely have no, no one says it at all before a white person or non-black person feels comfortable to say it. So that's that's my view, bro. What if you made it comfortable for your white person to say it? Not you, but just someone who's been like, you know, you've been, you've basically been brought up, where been brought up, like you're basically my brother. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all say mm -hmm. this, and I'm, we haven't like said, oh yeah, go and say this, but you've been brought up saying it, and you've kind of allowed it now. For me, it's very simple. No one within our community has the power to give another non-person from the community, from without outside our community, um, the right to say things that are insulting to black people. Sorry, no, no, not sorry, to say can to I, black people. Sorry, oh, can I, I just say this. Let me just let me just finish. Let me just finish. I say this being because, um, in the same way that no two black people are the same, black people can't be kind of like cast under one kind of mic or whatever. All those same reasons. You're gonna say something thinking that you're okay, maybe in Chicago and America in your crowd in your hood that's all good someone knows you you're gonna now travel and with that same mentality think oh this is calm for me to say and someone's gonna spark your lights up mm -hmm. because they don't give two shits about what's going on in chicago this is our situation and you're offending me and you think that because your friends think it's okay i'm gonna think it's okay and it's not yeah. that's me yeah i was gonna ask you guys did anyone see um, a post about like i think there was this boy a black boy adopted by white parents or something like that mm. um that was selling um <laughs> the n-word the n-word <laughs> like i did see that the n-word passes <laughs> at to school to yeah to people. give them um the i fuck with it reparations he he made like a thousand <laughs> a thousand dollars or something <laughs> see, like that well boom no nah. well, how do you feel about that 
That's I'm not against it completely. It's just <laughs> so, like it's a horrible word if you can profit out of it in a way. People they say it anyways in the free yeah. time. So it's like you know, if we can of monetize course. off it then fair play. But at least the white kids knew, okay, I can't say it until I've paid. Like and that's it's, why it's he made weird. so much money because <laughs> underlying there's so many people that want to say that. And yeah, I'm, honestly. And they probably are at home. Yeah, and even with that you like in another time, another place, he would have got raps stolen from and told he would never know to do that again. He would be mm. told that hey, that's not going to run. And that can be by youngers his age, that can be by olders older than him. That's what I think would happen. Yeah, so, uh, it's true. Because, as you said, you can't really give anyone the not, right not to do that. No. And the minute you start doing that, that opens the door to coonery. And that's another deto- <laughs> a topic for another day, but it needs to be explored. Mm. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in on this week's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed what we spoke about. Um, please do share your views in the comments. Share um, <laughs> this episode with your friends, families. Anyway, signing out. This is Yuzi. This is your girl, Desiree. Henry. Uh, Eldred. Sean. Eldred, I thought you were... Well, Eldred, Who are you? Or, or Eldred. <laughs> 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 Peace out. All right, bye, guys. All right. Bye.